To another episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast here in the Colt of Ramble Ranch inside the Squatter Studios or Ballswit Studios, whatever you want to call it. It's named the many things now that I can't keep track of them. I'm your host, Whiskey J. And well, it's fight week. The return of Danny Montana, the return of the Swift man himself, the original Swift, not Gerald Hurd Swift, but I mean Danny Swift Garcia. And many other boxing news, boxing topics, boxing everything. Bound to this by myself. I have a co-host. He's ready to go. He got his Puma sandals on. The one and only B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I kill a communist for fun. But for a green card, I cut him up real nice. No, for an undisputed belt, he'll cut him up real nice. <laughs> What's going on, B-Ray? What's up, man? Not much, not much. Oh, man. The return of Danny Montana. Danny Garcia, I'm sorry, man. Danny Garcia. That's right. Danny Garcia, dude. Not he Danny Montana. Been... Yeah. We haven't seen him since the loss against Spence, really. Which, it, it's still relevant. Yeah. It's surprisingly, it's still what everyone remembers him. Exactly. Because I think it's, uh, I think he even said it himself, like, against Thurman, it was so, once, uh, it was so competitive. Very competitive, Against yeah. Sean, it was so competitive. This was the first fight he was not competitive in. No, he was not. It was one-sided beatdown. Like Earl Spence beat him up. Mm-hmm. You know, no one had ever seen that before. Like we all, and and what made it even it makes it even um, more relevant is the fact that this was Earl Spence fight back since the car crash. Yeah, you're right. So that makes it even like more astonishing that this guy got came back from almost like career career yep. ending uh, accident. To come back and beat up Danny Garcia yep. to the likes that we've never seen before. No, never. So that's why this fight, uh, Danny Garcia is being, you know, everyone remembers Danny Garcia for that fight. Yep. So he's back. He's going to face David ben- David Benavides Jr. at a 154 pounds. But before we talk about that, yeah. we got plenty of topics to talk about. But I want to give a quick shout out to the fans that downloaded last week's episode. I want to thank everybody that downloaded yep. They said they enjoyed our take on Crying Garcia. <laughs> uh, some fans even... Uh, I disagreed with me, mostly on Tyson Fury, but um, yeah, of hey, course. Hey, hey, hey! I don't say anything that's not true. <laughs> speak facts. I speak facts. <laughs> Just say it like it is. And I know one of them was Carnitas who gave me shit about Tyson Fury, but hey, oh, hey, hey. oh really? <laughs> I can't take this shit seriously because you're a dick diver. You're, you've you've <laughs> you've been certified as a dick diver, <laughs> so I can't take your word and seriously because you've you've claimed. To have guzzled down yeah. tons and tons of Tyson Fury semen. <laughs> More than ESPN. So I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not throwing out yeah. false stuff, false comments or false facts. I'm throwing out hundred percent facts. 
Just like I'm about to do tonight. Not bringing the race card, right? It's, no, it's not a race card, man. Not a race card. <laughs> if Tyson Fury was Filipino, I would have said the same thing. <laughs> I would have said the same thing here, man. You know, if Tyson Fury, you know, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> the beer, what do we got tonight? Tim? You know what? I'm glad you brought him up because that's actually the first topic here. Oh, Tyson Fury. Right, then. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Like I said last week, this guy... Nobody wants him. Yeah, nobody. nobody wants him here. No, you're, you're he right. Don't draw, you don't draw money, so he's got to find other ways to keep himself relevant. Fury, what is it? Uh, how is that? You're right. How is it to keep himself relevant? How about this? Fury said, or Fury has revealed that an exhibition fight with um, his Francis name. Ngannou? Huh? Francis Ngannou? No, actually. Surprisingly, no. Conor McGregor? No. Floyd Mayweather? No, no, of course not. No, uh, he's gonna try to he's gonna try to go to the WWE again, knowing the Vince McMahon's gone. Ooh, good one. No, no, not going with WWE. Mm. No, which I I did hear that someone talks, but he, I may, that is, might fell through. Is he fighting a bear? No, he's not fighting a bear. <laughs> he's not Chuck Webner. He's not fighting a bear. No, he's not fighting a bear. No, what? watch that's the next thing. Watch who's he fighting? Okay, the guy's name. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. If I'm saying it right. Half Thor Johnson. He goes by Thor. Right. Okay. He's fighting a guy named Thor, right? The nickname Thor, apparently, and talks for November at a stadium in London. He was quoted by saying, "It'd be great to get in there in front of seventy thousand fans and show him what boxing is all about, make him miss, and knock him out." Well, my question here is: Is it yeah. for free? Is it what? Is it for free? Yeah. Because <laughs> he says he wants to give a great show to give a great boxing lesson. So, is he fighting for free? He didn't mention that actually. Mm. He did not mention nothing about being free. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he just says he wants to perform mm. in front of seventy thousand fans for free. I don't know. I don't mm. know if it's for free. Mm. Okay. I'm assuming he's gonna charge people for this. Oh, so it's not for free. It's not for free. Again, I'm assuming. Not saying mm. that he was quoted, but I'm just mm. assuming here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Got him. So. Fury was quoted for that. You know what I take? It, you know what the story I take with this story? What? As much as importance as I take toilet paper wiping my ass, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Also said, I just use it to wipe and go away. <laughs> I pay no mind to what the paper is. Like I don't go, oh my god, this is the greatest paper in the world that I wipe my ass with. No, I just wipe my ass, throw it in the toilet, and I flush it down where <laughs> shit deserves to get flushed. And that's what this fight deserves to get flushed in. You also said. Also, you also said weak. That's what your response was. Thank when I you. Sent yeah, you that. Exactly. <laughs> That's all he said, folks. It's weak. I shit you not. You should screenshot it and, and then tell me, and I'll put the audio to it. Okay, I actually don't do that. I'll put the audio. Like, yeah, this is my current weak. This is weak, man. This is the guy that you know the, the lineal heavy one champion of the all this crap. I'm not gonna go into the accent because I just butchered it. Right. <laughs> You know, you're the lineal heavyweight champ. You're the number one man. You're the greatest Bach. You're the one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Yeah. Hanging, been hanging your hand on Vladimir Klitschko and uh, Deontay Wilder. But you're the greatest heavyweight champ of the modern era. No one's ever fought like you because you're fat. You know, <laughs> because you're technically considered a big man. No one's ever fought like you. Okay, who do do? But nobody wants you, bro. Not even Andrew Ruiz, which he's quoted. He goes, I want to fight Wilder. Yeah, that's where the money's at. Wilder hasn't fought since that, since the loss against Fury, and you got guy, you got guys like Andrew Ruiz says that he he hopes that Wilder comes back in the heavyweight picture, especially if he wins against um, Luis Ortiz. Yeah, nobody wants to watch this guy. And, he didn't hear him and, say and, on Fury. And, and, and now they're gonna oh, these guys are afraid. No, they're not afraid of you. You don't. You draw nothing. Nothing. You bring nothing. Nothing. You break you you bring a belt that you're not sanctioned for, which is Ring Magazine, <laughs> which is come on, I mean, really? Yeah, it's like 
I can go print a belt out and call myself the lineal podcast <laughs> champ of the world right now. It doesn't make it real, but incorporated like, with in unincorporated the, the lineal heavyweight podcast champ and unincorporated Whittier. It doesn't make it a fact, right? Because uh, yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. printed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't actually make it true. No. I mean, it is true because I am the number one podcaster in all of unincorporated Whittier. But I'm using that as an example in a fictional world where I wouldn't be number one. Yeah, you know. But if I stop podcasting. For three years, and I started doing all the blow in the world, and I was fucking hookers left and right, and I was drinking myself to wait. I already do that anyway. <laughs> wait, what? No, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's but, a joke. but if I did everything Tyson Fury did and stopped podcasting for three years, I can't go back and claim to be the best podcaster in Unincorporated Whittier. Yeah. You, you know that, right? Yeah, like we yeah. all aware, we're all aware of this, right? Like, you can't just leave your job for three fucking years and expect to come back and they're going to give you your old job back, right? <laughs> like, we live in reality here, right? Yeah, of course. We yeah. live in reality, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know that life moves on without you. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and again, the boxing world has shown Titan Fury, we don't give two shits about you. No. We're going to move on without you. And it breaks his little gypsy heart. So he has to come up with these obscene comments, these stupid bogus exhibition matches that yeah. nobody wants to see. Nope. And then, come on, I mean, whatever. Again, he's doing the, again, th- this is kind of great. This is where uh, Eddie Hearn and me kind of agree. He is a fucking genius. He's a, he's a retarded genius. <laughs> he's saying things and doing things that keep himself relevant in boxing enough to get people like me to talk about him. Great job, Fury. I applaud you. you. You do a real great job. You got me talking about you. You got other podcasters, other yeah. epoxy shows talking about you. Great job. But guess what? You're just a pile of shit that we just wipe ourselves with and we throw away. The fact that you have to come up with more gimmicks for us to talk about you shows how relevant you are in boxing. Yeah. Ty- Deontay Wilder just said there might be a possibility. He said that. And that story is still running. Yep. And he hasn't come out since then. Fury has come out in how many episodes saying how many obscene things <laughs> that you scratch your head saying, is this really the heavyweight champion of the world? <laughs> yeah. Do I prove my point? No, you've done. You've, you've done proving your point, actually. Oh, I wasn't asking you. I'm asking Gabriel. Do I prove my point here that this guy is nothing? He's a pile of gypsy dog shit. <laughs> and then he was also quoted explaining, you know, part of his retirement, which I think you mentioned this before, actually. He said that I was thinking I could end up with a brain damage. You I thought- think? <laughs> Go back again. I was thinking I could have. I'm sorry. I was thinking I could end up with a brain damage. I thought to myself, I think it's time to call it a day. So the person, <laughs> so the person that processed this was God Menace Menace Boxing. I believe that okay, that's what he said. Him, menace Boxing. Shout out to him. He goes. Fury says the trilogy with the Wilder with Wilder played a big part in him. You know, wanting to retire. This is something you did mention. How much did it take out of him? I think those three fights take a little bit out of you. Like any fight, like any trilogy fight, they take out of you. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I know, I know, fans love you know trilogies, especially enough they're they're high impact, you know, action fights. You know, um, you, you don't believe me? Go look at Gotti versus Ward. Look yep. how these guys looked in the first fight, and see how they deteriorated in the third fight. You see. The deterioration happening there. Uh, you don't believe me? Eric Morales, Mark Antonio Barrera. Look how they looked in the first fight. Look how they looked in the third fight. Yes, they had fights in between, but you notice that though there's after every fight, there's something taken out of you. Yeah, you're never the same. 
You don't walk the same. You don't talk. You don't talk the same. You don't. You don't box the same anymore. There, there's something that gets taken out of you, and the same goes with Deontay Wilder. Those three fights took something out of him, and I, and I, and I, and out of any everybody about those two, I'm sorry, I expect that comment more from Deontay Wilder because I think Deontay Wilder got uh, illegally assaulted in that fight. Uh, yeah. You know, I call me, you know, uh, call me a conspiracy theory, call me whatever, call me an excuser, whatever the fuck. Tyson Fury illegally assaulted that man with illegally unpadded gloves. He did. He fu- he illegally illegally assaulted him. He did. Don't I don't care what you say to me. The fact that he couldn't replicate that same beatdown in the third fight. Yeah, he actually could. And not. he almost had to. And Tyson Fury had to scratch and claw his way back into fucking winning the fight. <laughs> Showed what that fight. How, what he had to, what he did in the second fight to cheat. Yeah. If it's, there's anybody here that can claim that something physically is wrong with me, is Deontay Wilder. Now, does Fury have the Fury comes in second because you you got hit by shit one of the most heavy hitting boxers, yeah. heavyweight boxers, in the last. 30 years not since Ernie fucking shavers that we had yeah. we've had a guy like this that can pack a punch yep. that can whatever he hits he destroys he destroys yeah like literally this guy's <laughs> this guy's record was everything he hit he destroyed and you were able to to take the best shots of this man and get up something got taken out of you fury something got 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 more looser in the in the brain than it already was and so i agree with fury in the sense that i think um i think Wilder has more of a, a reason to say it. I think Fury, like I said right now, the last couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. he's just spewing shit out to keep himself relevant. Yeah, you're you're piggybacking off of Deontay Wilder's name because you know the first thing people are going to talk about is Deontay Wilder. They're still talking about him. It's still, so are. no, you saw that no one gave a shit about your stupid exhibition fight. So now you're going to start claiming, uh, you know, I'm, something's wrong with me. No shit, something has been wrong with. You. We all notice it. We all know, <laughs> and no one says anything because ESPN's done a great job hiding the stupidity you say. Yeah. But I think he, I think he, he's one telling the truth. Two is picking back in off of Deontay Wilder's name. Yeah. But again, it's like he's a pile of gypsy dog shit. We just wipe it and throw it over in the toilet. <laughs> okay, that's how much the relevant the content is to us. It goes in and it goes out. Yeah. You spew your shit. We wipe it off and we fucking yeah. and we move on. Next week he'll say. Next week he'll say something else stupider or even more or as equal and absurd as he has said in the last couple of weeks. It's just this just shows again, he's not relevant in boxing. That he has to say these things to keep mm-hmm. himself relevant, because no one's talking about him. No one is asking him to come back. Did you know? And Eddie Hearn put him out there, put him on blast. Tyson Fury's people are calling out Derek Chisora. Really? You fought the guy twice. You beat him up twice. Is there a reason for a third fight? No. Why <laughs> the heavyweight champion, the lineal heavyweight champion, is calling out Derek Chisora, who just came off a loss? Wow. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I have everybody really. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You fight the best, right? You're the greatest heavyweight champ <laughs> of the world. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Anyways, man. So <laughs> it's Tyson Fury, everybody, right there. So um, I guess some of the undercards has been announced for the Canelo Triple G three fight. Cool, cool, so, cool. all right then. You got the a bunch one, of A-listers? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. For me, I don't much recognize them. So there's a uh, WBA international middleweight title. So, um, hey, those international belts are always great to Right? For, right? So I th- they don't have the full names here. Of course, last names. There's Williams versus Conway. That has to be part of it. Jimmy Conway's son. 
pretty sure that's probably that one. Not really. WBC super, World Super Flyweight title. Ooh. Also, Rodriguez versus Gonzalez. Yeah. That's going to be on it. Let's see. This, this is in small print. Don't even have the actual uh, pictures of them. This is a WBC. God, silver. God, one of those like ridiculous silver, super middleweight title. Pacheco versus Colazzo. Yeah. That's going to be on it. And this is going to be uh, Gabe Rosado. This is his first fight, I believe, right after his loss against Shane Mosley uh, Jr. I bet you he's the opener. Oh, man. He might be. Okay. <laughs> I cannot believe he said, he said that. But anyways. And uh, respect Gabe, man. I know, man. Bet Gabe Rosado fighting against Ali. Uh, oh, my God. Ahmedov. Sorry if I'm not saying it right. IBF North American super middleweight title. So those are the fights going to be on the undercard for Canelo versus Triple G3 on the zone pay-per-view. Not just the zone, but the zone pay-per-view. It's just not pay-per-view. It's the zone pay-per-view. <laughs> um, it's not just it's not delivery. It's the journal. Yeah. So I don't know who um, I don't know who's gonna be the co-main event, but I could I could sit here and go on another fucking rant about how pay-per-view has fucked up and how you know back in the day you know you would stack your pay-per-views you know to showcase the new up-and-coming stars. That time is long is is gone. You know the paper the times where guys like Chavez and Trinidad, Cotto, you know uh, Marrera. Barrera, Morales, all these guys fought on these undercards yeah. to build a name for themselves on main events, uh, pay-per-views of like De La Hoya, Tyson, I don't know, um, uh, trying to figure out other, other names like in the heavyweight division or mm -hmm. any division overall, like they yeah. were big stars. These guys would fight underneath it, you know, and build the name. And so they would then, they would be ready for network television because they'd be in the other card because the people who bought the pay-per-view <laughs> would be like, oh, I remember that kid. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's main eventing on a, you know, so-and-so network. Mm -hmm. You know, th those, those times have gone, you know, and I think uh, sometimes it's good to go back and see why was that so successful. Again, like I just reiterated, it helps build a star. You know, you got Canelo Alvarez, the face of boxing. Y you should have mm -hmm. a, you know, they, let me rewind this. They, they were doing a good job with uh, Ryan Garcia fighting on those undercards. They were, man. They were doing a real great job. Really great job. Canelo's, I think Canelo's one of the last fighters to ever fight on an undercard. And he was such a, he became a big name that he started doing his headlining himself. Yep. He Started being on um, Floyd Mayweather undercards. Yep. A lot of people don't. A lot of people like to forget that that Floyd had him on the undercards Canelo, a lot. Right? A lot of his fights. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was on a lot of the undercards, like the Shane Mosley undercard. Yeah, Shane Mosley. The Marquez uh, undercard. Cotto. The Cotto yeah, undercard. Yep. Like he was on a lot of those undercards, he building was. himself up to showcase on on HBO. That's how you build it. Canelo's one of the last fighters that was built up the proper way on the undercard of someone mm -hmm. else's main event. Yep. You don't have that anymore. A lot, ha a lot of this has to do with the fact that you're paying the main eventer so much money that there's a little bit of money left. So you, instead of putting premier fighters, and I'm not disrespecting any of these fighters on this card. All, yeah, these, yeah. all these guys are out here making a living. But I bet you if you look at overall the money, 90% uh, of that money is going to Canelo and Triple G. And the, the breadcrumbs built this undercard. Yeah. A lot of these guys are getting paid... 50, 
60, 100K. Yeah. I think the I think only the guys in the main event are getting paid like around 200, 250K yeah. each. <laughs> Everyone else is around 50K, 60K, 70, 80K. That's how much these guys are making for this weekend, that weekend's fight. You know, watch. when And I'm hoping that Dan Raphael or someone reputable puts up the the purses for these guys for that weekend's fight and i'm gonna you're gonna look you're gonna look at that and be like oh shit he was right a lot of the money is going to pay canelo and triple g so the the rest of it just having to build a card under it under yeah. it because you just can't just charge these guys 80 dollars for a one fight you gotta you gotta put a pay you gotta put something for them to enjoy and it's sad because the last uh canelo fight i didn't even watch the undercards fuck really? i didn't watch it i had it on I was at my boy Santos' mm-hmm. uh, uh, birthday party for his daughter. We just had it as a background noise. We were, we were playing fucking music. That was a background noise. I didn't even pay attention. Wow. That is totally disrespectful. Like, you're just putting these guys as fillers for the main event. Yep. You know, and then that thing, that kind of sucks. Yeah, because I missed those days where, like, yeah, the undergrowth was really good. You couldn't wait to watch this fight and that fight before the main event. Now it's just like, now it's a fucking drag. Now it's a it's a it's a three hour it's a two it's a two hour drag show. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Imagine a three hour drag show. God damn! I, you were just so impatient because you you don't you don't care for these fighters. No disrespect, but like you don't care for these fighters. You know, it, it, and some and I, I and it's a hard job for the matchmakers to make this fight to make yeah. fights happen on pay per view because of so limited they have on the on the purses. Yeah, like all right, guys, we only have two million dollars. We got to spread out. And we're gonna put five fights before the main event. Yeah, we gotta spread two million dollars evenly mm-hmm. uh, to across what uh, to for like ten fight ten fighters. Yeah. So you know, and that's not in, that's including also whatever we have left to uh, pay for promotion. Mm-hmm. All right, go let's go. And I I give a, my hats off to these uh, these uh, these matchmakers because they're trying to fucking keep it within a budget too. Yeah. So really that's what the cards you get. That's my explanation why you see these cards lately as kind of like, okay. Tank Davis, undercard of Broner. That's right. Yep. He was an undercard of Broner's and Mayweather's. <laughs> Weren't the Charlos were kind of undercard for Broner too? Weren't they complaining? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember they made a video complaining like, why the fuck am I in the undercard of Adrian Broner? Two. They did two back-to-back yeah. Broner undercards. I remember that. You're right. That's what they did. Again, you see the pattern, right? Yep. But what what happened after Broner after those after Broner was fading away? You started looking and like, oh shit! Like I know these guys; they they were yeah. they're the sore winners. I won't fucking watch them. Okay, they actually were sore winners. They really were. <laughs> I meant, oh man, well this one's okay. Well, this is a, a speaking of win. This is a big win for Top Rank. Top Rank made a big uh, sign. Uh, they got a new member now. Ooh. Jesus. Sanisa Estrada signs with top rank. She left Golden Boy. I would. So it says here, you know, the WBA's tri-weight and WBO junior flyweight champion has left Golden Boy promotion and signed a multi-year deal with top rank boxing. Now, this is from ESPN Ringside. All right. It says here that the, the ESPN's number six pound-for-pound pound women's boxing about boxer right has signed with top rank. Estrada's first top rank fight will be later this year with a possibility of being in November. Wow. She's probably going to be in those pay-per-view undercards. That's She's someone you, gonna That's be. someone you actually put up as yeah. a pay-per-view undercard. She's good. Now, I didn't know I didn't know much much about this, but apparently I guess what? She wasn't really happy with Golden Boy then. Uh from from one of the interviews I remember seeing, I forgot where she was being interviewed. 
she was not uh, very happy with the matchmaking and with the promotion that they weren't giving her the fight she needed. Yeah. Um, I just pulled up the boxer's name that has been fighting more frequent, and she lost to Sinicia Estrada. Uh, Marlene Esparza. Yep, I remember that. Shout out to her. I think Shout she's out. a hell of a fighter. Yep. She's also a champion. She's the WBA, WB, uh, WBC, WBA Ring Magazine, Ring Magazine Flightweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, her only loss is to Sinicia Estrada. Yep. She has fought twice this year. Sinisha Shaw has not fought once. You know? Nope. Um, and in exchange, Golda was like, well, you know, we got nothing for you, but we can put you on a DAZN commentating team. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm a fighter. Like, put me out there. I'm like, I'm not retiring yet. Like, yeah. what the fuck? So I can see what she's saying. I can see where she was at. Like, Okay, they're not getting me any fights. And let's be honest, I the only time I've given her shit when they put her in against that girl that only had like four or five fights in her career. Yeah, it was like seven seconds, what? Ten seconds? It looked like they just pulled they pulled someone out of the crowd like, hey, you want to make some money? <laughs> Do you have any boxing experience? Why, I took uh, I took the virtual reality boxing drill. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Fuck it. Same concept. You just wear real gloves and you get hit for real. But we'll pay you. Oh, I bet I don't have. We have trunks. Don't worry about it. We got something for you. Yeah. That's Seven it, seconds later, that's fastest it, <laughs> knockout in women's boxing. Yep. It was ridiculous. I, I gave that. her shit for that. You know, in my opinion, I feel bad and I want to retract it because I said she should feel real fucked up. And I bet she did feel fucked up because, like, dude, I'm a, I'm a decorated, like, I'm decorated amateur career. Mm-hmm. She's be, she's being hailed as one of the best women, the one of the most uh, entertaining women in boxing right now. Yeah. And Golden Boy sets me up for this type of shit. Yeah. And she took the fight because she just wanted to be active. But I bet you at reality, she's like, fuck, why are you putting me against this type of... Yeah. Put me against the Marley, uh, Marley, 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 Spars, I'm sorry. Put me against uh, other women in the flight. With the fact that she had to fight, she fights in two different divisions yeah. just, to get comp- just to get competition. And Golden Boy doesn't get her shit. No. She hasn't followed, what, last year? Last July? I don't know. I, I mean, believe. Let me my check. My right about here. to run out right now, but I think yeah. she fought last year, right? Well, on the undercard of the uh, Joseph Diaz versus Fortuna, I believe. I, let me check right now. But I believe yeah. that was the last time we. That ever was saw like her. what last summer? Last, last summer, it was just yeah, last year. Marlene Esparza fought twice last year, and it's fighting twice this year. Wow. So how is it that that girl fought twice, and they're and they're both promoted by? Well, they were Marlene. Uh, I mean, Senecia uh, left, but Esparza is still promoted by Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, no nothing against Esparza. I think she's a hell of a fighter, but I think when you have someone like Sinisha Strada, who, you know, the girl can the girl can punch, the girl can fight, fast hands, quick feet, you know, pretty girl, very you know, very pretty. You have something that you got a star. Okay, no, she fought in December of twenty twenty one, so it was the same year from from last year we're talking about, but that was the last time. Now look up uh, Marlene Esparza. Okay. Well, click on her if you're yeah, on, yeah. if yep. you're on Boxer, click on her, and you'll see she's been more active than her her rival. I think because so, I remember seeing her on the other card. She won she won the WBA belt. Oh my gosh, she's been active. Last time she fought was April 9th. Last that's April, and she's fighting again. And then after that, and then before that it was June of last year. Yeah, she's been active. She's been active. Actually. She's fighting again this year. Poor Sydney Shaw hasn't fought since uh, December. You said right? It's December. It's that way. Like oh, I don't I don't remember that, but wow. That's how memorable it was. So when you're looking at this, like I'm young, women's um I'm I'm, I'm number six ranked women's f- best fighter in the world. Yeah, you know you got guys like Roy Jones, 
Sergio Mora, a lot of these fighters are saying, hey, she's the good. She has it. And I'm relic. I'm basically secluded to being on a disowned fucking commentating team. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, really? That that's what you guys think of my talent? That yeah. I, I should be like, if if she had a a boring style, I can see where like Golda was like, oh well, there's nothing we can do about this. But bro, really? That's just how is it you can find noteworthy opponents for a guy like Crane Garcia, but you can't find this type of fights. I, I totally you, agree. You get what I'm saying? I totally so agree. I think she did a great job. I think her dad was probably, look, let's get out of here. Golden Boy has taken us as far as they can. That's, yeah. a, that's already a sinking ship. Everyone can see it. Let's jump to top rank. They're, they do a better job promoting fighters. They're doing a decent job right now promoting the female fighter they have on their thing. And even and top mm-hmm. rank is starting to see the value in having female fights. Yeah. So I think what better way for Top Rank to use as the flagship of the next generation of female fights because Clarissa Shields, you know, she is the quote, but soon enough she'll probably end up retiring or whatever the fuck. Yeah. They'll probably they'll probably they'll probably sweep her up soon enough too. Why not use the flagship and having a Latina yep. woman yep. who can speak English, Spanish, who already know she can commentate. Yeah. <laughs> She could fight. You can fight, and she'll bring she'll bring a she'll bring us a demographic of women that will inspire to be fighters. Yep. And guess what? You have a platform like ESPN that's gonna fucking promote the shit out of her. Oh yeah. Because guess what? The zone. No one has the zone. No. So I think it was a great job. You went to a platform like ESPN to get promoted with arguably one of the best promos- promoters right mm-hmm. now in, in the sport. Yeah. Top rank. They know what they're doing. They created stars. And I think she's a star that I think was being was being hidden by Golden Boy for whatever reason. There what well, I don't I, I don't know what why Golden Boy did not jump on the opportunity to promote this girl. You should have put her on the undercards of Ryan Garcia's fight, Jaime Mungia fights. You should have promoted this girl as the next great like if Clarissa for the black community, Clarissa Shield is the quote. For the Latino community, mm-hmm. you got Sanicia Estrada. They dropped the ball. Yeah. Top rank will pick it up and run with this. And believe mm-hmm. me, they're going to build the next great Latina fucking yeah. uh, boxing superstar right now. Mark my words. And you know what? And, and they, they need to capitalize that right now because right now, you know, she's she's 30. So I don't know if I want to consider that. that's a prime of her life right now. And 30 think, years old. And I think that was another reason why... She decided mm-hmm. to make this jump. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I've seen her spar. Mm-hmm. You know, she, I used to train in the same gym Correct. as her. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. It was in Whittier. I trained in the same gym. I saw her. Yeah. I mean, she, she, she can beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. I'll admit, she can beat the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> she can beat. She, toe-to-toe, she beats the living shit out of me, dude. I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to admit that. Yeah. That girl, a flyweight, can beat the shit out of me, man. Mm-hmm. Great hand speed. I mean, when I watched her spar, the 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 foot movement, like this girl's in and out movement, the compact of the punching, the placements, this girl can fight. Yep. You know, I don't know what Golden Boy was thinking, not showcasing this girl I more. I have no fucking clue, really. And I think she's the next wave of fucking girls that are just fucking going in there. Yep. You know, you got clear and watch. I think I think I think Top Rank is getting in the business of women's fighting. And they have to because that's kind of it's kind of it's really growing. It's growing. It's really growing. And so for Golden Boy to drop that, very that's dumb shit. 
That's, no, it, it I'm is, sorry. It That's is. that is a big mistake. So yeah, hopefully Top Rank does capitalize that because it, it is growing. In, in my opinion, I remember in the beginning, you know, I wasn't much into it, but this has grown. Dude, my so wife signed up boxing. Yeah. My wife loves women's fighting. Yep. She loves women's MMA. She loves women's boxing. Uh-huh. Like my wife's a big Clarissa Shields fan. <clears throat> I just, I just hope they change it. I know some they do. They change the time. Three Two minutes. minutes? Ain't shit. Yes and no. Because it makes it more thrilling, like, ah, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think you have to. You know, boxing's still in the in its old caveman mentality. Yeah, like, oh, these, no. these women can get hurt. <laughs> yeah, compared to the men who are beating the shit out of yeah, each other. Exactly. Like, what's the difference, bro? What's the difference here? <laughs> you know, MMA lets these girls go out for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but they, you know, someone could die. <laughs> okay, Vince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ever heard of Owen Hart? <laughs> Oh man! So Leonard Elby, man, he—I uh, guess he just likes to stir, stir some shit up with fans. I guess, especially the Mayweather haters. Okay, but uh, he said that now, nah, with all due respect, he goes, "That was the old days." I don't know who he was talking to. Whatever, times have changed. If everyone is being honest, whether you like it or not, Floyd Mayweather is still the face of boxing in 2022. What most don't <laughs> understand is the sport of boxing is bigger than the diehard fans. I deal with facts. <laughs> I, I, when I, I read this, and he was talking to a reporter. He was talking to a reporter. Um, it's funny because when I look at this, and I think about if there if there was the Webster's Dictionary, and you were to look up Dick Diver, <laughs> you would see Leonard Ellaby's face <laughs> for Floyd Mayweather. You would see Mister Lou for uh, Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> you would see Fidel from Talking Again podcast for Escalante and Mister Lou. Mm-hmm. And that would be the definition of dick divers. Guys yeah. that are just like, they they throw themselves to this idea, to this belief that uh-huh. you cannot steer them wrong. And Lennon Allenbly is the guy for Floyd. Like, he is the biggest Floyd being with a dick diver. Like, he makes me look like a chump. Uh-huh. For Floyd, let's be honest, is not the face of boxing in 2022. No, he's not. You know, I his think time is pa- his time is really well. It's been pa- it's past already. His time has come and gone. Yeah, it's past. Um, Floyd, Floyd. I think I, if I'm Leonard Ellaby, and I'm trying to, if I'm trying to dis- transcribe Leonard Ellaby's statement, the boxing model, Floyd still runs that in the sense of like people want to be Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, money Mayweather. I agree with that. I agree in 2022. Everybody wants to be Money Mayweather. Yep. They want the money. They want the girls. They want the network attention on them. Then, yes, that Floyd Mayweather is the face of boxing. But in the sense of how he ran boxing with an iron fist yep. for almost what, almost 10 years. Yeah. So I could see that. But he's not the face of boxing. And I said this, I think, maybe last year, in the beginning of last year, that boxing no longer has one face of boxing. As much as they want to say, Canelo's the face of boxing. Boxing has many faces now holding yeah. up the sport. Tank Davis, Earl Spence, you know, um, you know, Canelo Alvarez. You, you also got guys like Teofimo Lopez coming up in the ranks. You know, all these guys are holding up the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. It's no longer being held by one guy. Yeah. You know, Floyd held it on his shoulders for a while. And he let go, and since then there has been no one else to hold the sport. Nope. 
and when and when someone goes, well, Canelo is not really. When Floyd Mayweather, when and the reason why I say Floyd Mayweather held the sport up on his shoulders, Floyd strikes fear in Dana White. He did. Fuck yeah, he did. Dana White would schedule fights around Floyd Mayweather. Yep. Pay-per-views. Because he, he did not want to go toe-to-toe with Mayweather. He wouldn't dare to put on the same night. Since Mayweather's leaving the sport, Dana White and the UFC have given two fucks about who they go toe-to-toe with. Yeah. <laughs> At fact, boxing has taken a step back to MMA because while you have to wait for them to finish their pay-per-view now. Can you believe that? Canelo's done it twice now where he's yeah, he had does. to wait. For M- for a UFC pay per view to end, he so he got can- sleepy. <laughs> so that just shows that you're not the face of boxing when you cannot even intimidate another sport to be like, well, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. Um, the star here. Yep. You better you better change that date. You're not going toe to toe with me. I will murder you. Yep. <laughs> Instead, Dane is like, Canelo's fighting Triple G. Fuck him. <laughs> let's put a let's put a UFC pay per view right next to him. Uh, let's uh, you know what? Let, let's uh, let's fight uh, let's fight in Abu Dhabi. Let's put Conor McGregor first, so and so. Fuck it, let's put it toe to toe. Yeah. <laughs> and they would have to wait for Conor McGregor to finish fighting. That just shows. Uh, when El- I think when Elo Randomly says that that uh, that he, what he said the, the sport of boxing is bigger than any fan. Yeah. No, the fans make the sport mm-hmm. the way it is. You would I know people love boxing and. But I don't think a lot of these guys would be fighting if it wasn't for the fence. No, I don't think so either, exactly. Again, it's just for him, but I think he's just trying to like. And he was talking to a reporter from Ring Magazine. Ah, that's what he was. Okay. I, All I, right, saw, I saw a tweet. Saw that. Reading. Okay, that makes sense on who he was trying to, who he was responding to. Gotcha. All right, then. Well, the Bob Father, um, well, he, he did an interview with Fight Hype, and he was talking about basically mentioning about is it a hard sell? For Spence versus Crawford to be on pay per view, you know this is pretty long, but I guess some highlights here. He says if you look at our friends in the UK and they still do robust numbers on the pay per view, it's much smaller cost to get the pay per view in the UK. Twenty pounds or twenty five pounds, he goes for a really big fight, and people don't don't then don't bother to steal the signal. They're willing to pay the the, the fright. He goes, but if you start as we do here, having eighty dollars pay per view, that's a whole different exercise. He goes, the problem is. Is it's a theory. If we drop the cost of a pay per view, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, would people then forego pirating the signal or, or pay and pay the money to watch the fight legitimately? He goes, basically trying to say like he feels like it's not a great idea if you want to experiment and put that type of fight on pay per view for twenty, twenty five dollars, maybe thirty bucks. He goes to have more people buy in. So basically, that's what he's trying to say. He feels like it's going to be a hard sell to put this on pay per view. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think people want to watch it. Now, I think, but Bob also, I'm trying to translate for Bob here. The amount of money that I think these guys think they're going to make is nowhere near what they're actually should be making. Yeah. You know, should they drop? I think if, yeah, they should. The cost of pay-per-view has gone up. Fuck yeah. As the cost of living has gone up and not wages. Yep. You know, gas has gone up. Rent's about to go up here in California for a lot of renters. You know, housing, you know, housing, uh, buying a house is even more expensive than before. Mm -hmm. Interest rates are super low. Yeah. You know, I'm not selling you a house. I'm just letting you guys know. (laughs) Pay-per-view has gone up. 
back in 1997, and back in 1998, you would get a pay-per-view for $23. Yep. That's why Delahoy held records at one point something mil. Yep. Uh, from the era of Floyd, the most you'd pay is six. The, the most you'd pay at HD was sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Yep. If now you'd pay fifty for regular. I think nowadays for me sixty is like not to me it's like okay not bad. But now you got eighty, 80 to ninety dollars for fights. Shit, it's exaggerating. But these are the purses we're paying these fighters, so the networks have to make their money back, and the fighters have to get paid. So now you have these extravagant, extravagant pricing yep happening right now and um that's what's going on here with spence and crawford the everybody wants to watch it you got you got you know the athletes asking for it actors asking for it the casual fans are asking for it the boxing to the boxing community is asking for it but it's not as big enough to where people should pay 90 dollars yeah you know are you gonna see the best person the best yes yeah yes but it's not worth that amount Mm-hmm. You know, the decline of pay-per-view is there. I just said it in the last segment when it came down to the face of boxing. It's it's gone away. Like, again, there is not one face of boxing. There are many faces of boxing. But nobody here can ask somebody to pay that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The UFC can. They can get away with it. Some sort of. Yeah, sort of with them. Sort of. They, they sort of get away with it. But they're also starting to figure out that, fuck, we need stars. We need stars. We need stars. Yeah. We can't, we know, these pay-per-view fights, you know, because, you know, ESP, ESPN and Shaw, UFC have a deal. You have to put X amount of pay-per-views a year. Yep. Yeah, they do. No matter what, you got to put out pay-per-view. So UFC has no choice but to put on certain pay-per-views. There shouldn't be a pay-per-view. It should be a Saturday night fight on ESPN. But they have to because they're obligated right. to do it. Or on, yeah. Boxing is not obligated. Boxing could get away with putting on free fights. But the problem here is... You could Spence and Spence and Crawford be on free TV. Of course it can. Mm-hmm. Of course it can. But because of these guys asking for so much money, so much money. Yep. You would have to dilute the product by adding so many fucking commercials mm-hmm. in crucial events. Yep. You know, we saw it on the zone where the zone was implementing AutoZone commercials yeah. in between rounds. Yep. They do it less and less now because they're noticing that they're diluting the sport. Yep. Especially that you're paying for a subscription and I got to watch commercials. You know, um, Showtime now does it where, like, in, they're filling up the gaps with programming on their network. Yeah. Yep. But they're all doing it in between these things. Like, all right, cool. HBO was starting to do a good thing, but on paper, you're not really. Well, they were. They were giving you something. Like, all right, cool. Well, you know, um, we only have three fights here in this pay-per-view, but before that, we're going to give you a recap of the fights. Here's an episode of 24-7 if you didn't get to watch it. It's like, mm-hmm. you got something out of it. Yep. You get nothing out of it now. Spence Crawford are probably asking for an absurd amount of money. It's not justified in how the pay-per-view price is. The market is there, but the pricing's not there to yeah. match with it. That's what Bob's trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, Of course, Bob's going to say even making more shittier because, of course, his fighter... None of them are his fighters. None of his fighters. So of course. course. So, but Bob is telling the truth. Like the mm-hmm. the, paper, the paper is declining. It is. Is declining. You know, a lot of people are buying it, and they're picking up. They're trying. They're starting to be picking and choosing which fights they want to get, because you can't just dish out ninety dollars every single yeah. month. that's a lot. A whole lot. Ninety dollars is a gas tank. Ninety dollars is gross. Yep. It's a little half your groceries. Yeah. Yes. 
you know, ninety dollars. You're asking for the the American consumer to dish out ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Give me something out of it. In some cases, you're getting something like Spence Crawford is a great fight, but not worth ninety dollars. No, it's worth sixty at best. Worth sixty, but you're starting to see the decline in box, the decline in pay per view boxing. But you're see, you're seeing it because of these guys asking for big amounts. Yeah. A lot of these guys are asking for exa- exaggerated amounts of money, and the only way they can make that the networks can make that money and make a profit is by gouging the customer. Yep. And then the, the and then the fans were like, "Well, fuck it, put it on free TV." But then you also got fans that complain about the the the, the fights being so diluted with commercials, like, "Oh, fuck, another commercial." <laughs> Big example: <laughs> Sean Porter. Keith Thurman, yep. highest rated CBS fight, but oh, also yeah. the most criticized because there was so many goddamn commercials. Fuck, do you expect? You got you got two premier fighters in the prime fighting, and I got a fucking the rounds over, and I got another fucking commercial. <laughs> great, great, I get it. Another NCIS uh, episode coming up yeah. next week. I give a shit. Show me what Kenny Porter's telling Ken- Sean Porter. I don't care a fuck about NCIS. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Magnum PI. Give me my fights. <laughs> Well, that's the price you pay. You want free fights. Yep. You want to make sure these fighters get paid, but you want great quality fights. This is what you get. That's what you get. You either have to pay for this, or you either get a diluted version of yeah. it. Yeah. You can't have one or the yeah, other. Exactly. Yeah. The only way the networks are going to realize you can't gouge them is if we don't buy the papers anymore. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's no. not going to happen. Of course not. And guess what? Technology is even. The technology is getting even better and better. People are pirating this shit nowadays. Yeah, that's what Bobber was saying. Yeah, it, it's it's an it's an uphill battle for pay per view. Yep. The zone and the zone in the sense has like, oh yeah, pay per view is dead. <laughs> yes, in the sense, but your business model also sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what's the next move? Don't charge that much on pay per view. No. Don't they shouldn't. You know, piracy is always going to happen. Piracy always happens. It's always going to happen. But it's, but it's happening even more now because of the pricing. Yep. I totally agree. Before, it'd be like, ah, fuck, you know, shit, $60, fuck it, dog, come over. You bring the carne, you bring the beer, you know, fuck it, that's almost the equivalent of what we're going to fucking pay. I'll pay for the fight. You know, hey, you bring so-and-so, bring tal, tal, you know, fucking potluck. <laughs> Nowadays, like, $90, like, fuck, hey, hey, fool. You want to watch the fight? Yeah. All right, man. We'll call like 10 other friends of yours, bro. We'll, yeah. we'll split this shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> or you have the one guy like, hey, well, guess what? I got the fire stick and it's jailbroken. We can watch this fight on a, on a freaking, on an app. Oh, what? Shit. Yep. Come on over, dog. Fuck it. Let's do it. That's what some people have. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the pay-per-view is starting to decline. Bad thing because of the pricing and nobody wants diluted product. No, exactly. Nope. Well, for this fight, it's actually not going to be on pay-per-view. Thankfully. So, this is now, uh, this is, we're going to the main event now. Going into a Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavides. So, right. I guess we're going to, this is our predictions, folks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, plug the music in. These are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Hey. Hey, woman. Yeah. You want the real man? Yeah. I'm ranked number one. <laughs> that means I'm the best. <laughs> All right, this Saturday night in the Barclays Center, the return of Danny Swift Garcia, Danny Montana. Danny Montana. Versus 
José José Benavides la bandera roja yeah Benavides yep yep Junior yep both guys are fighting a 154 B-Ray what is your predictions oh jeez you know what this is gonna be short and sweet here this is a fight that that Danny needs this is the type of fight he needs honestly so this is perfect for him for his first comeback who the fuck sees him losing I don't know who I don't if you do then you must see something we don't Danny Garcia takes his victory, man. First, first fight, 154. Danny Garcia. I think we're. This is gonna be one of those fights where, like, oh man, everyone's gonna be applying him. Like, wow, Danny looked nice. I mean, I think he needed to re rejuvenate here. He hasn't taken much punishment, by the way. So I think he's gonna look really nice this Saturday night. So Danny Garcia, I think he's gonna have fun this weekend. So this this fight, he wins. I give him five rounds. Danny wins by knockout here in five rounds against Jose Benavides. I give him, I give him right there, man. Danny's gonna have fun. 154. To me, again, this is a fight he needs. I don't look at this as like, man, how's he gonna look? No, to me, it's like he's, he's gonna look good. He's gonna look good. I just can't wait for the next fight. The next fight, he's gonna have 154. I think that's gonna be the real test, in my opinion. That's where we're gonna see like how he's gonna be at 154. This is, gonna, this is, to me, as a fight where, like, all right, he needs to be busy. He needs to loosen up a bit. 154, here it is. So, I see Danny winning. Okay, okay. Puts him away in five rounds. Damn, five rounds. I give him five rounds. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. but not sorry. Sorry, but not yeah. sorry. Next uh -huh. fight, that's what I'm actually curious, and I hope it's a very good one. Okay, I'm, I'm looking up no, some No, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, I don't expect someone in the top, you know, three. No, but... Someone, no disrespect, someone a little better than Benavides. Wow. Um, wow, five rounds. So I was looking up and I was thinking, well, I haven't seen Joseph, I haven't seen Jose Benavides since the Crawford fight. Me too. Not since he Crawford fight. fought last year on November 13th against a guy named Francisco Emmanuel Torres to a majority draw. Wow. Since then, he hasn't fought and he's fighting his first fight since that draw against. Three, uh, two division world champion Danny yep. Garcia. Um, it's funny because every time I hear Danny, I hear people talk about Garcia like, oh, he throws like a wild man. He, he just closes his eyes. The method to that madness that you know you don't become a two weight a two weight division champ and be competitive with Sean Porter and Keith Thurman by yeah. just throwing a close up, you know, close your eyes yeah. left hook or man, man. overhand right. There's a method to Danny Garcia. Yep. Um, this fight, I said it when we heard it. This is a testing the waters in the division. He's done it before yep. when he fought Polly Malinaji. Yep. You know, moved up to 147. But you're not going to face the biggest puncher in that division or the, or the fastest fighter in that division. You're going to fight someone that can give you a little, bit of a, a, a little bit of a hard time, but not too much to the point where you get embarrassed. Yeah. Benavides is that guy. David Benavides. Sorry, Dave. Jose, I keep saying David. I know. Jose Benavides <laughs> was a, uh, a very a highly touted prospect. Mm -hmm. This guy was looked at as to be the next great star in boxing at 140 and 147. This guy was fighting uh, sparring sessions with Manny Pacquiao, in which they were saying that he was giving Manny Pacquiao the toughest sparring of his life. Uh -huh. He was sparring Sean Porter. This guy was like, shit. A lot of people were saying, this guy is the goods. Yep. But one faithful night in uh, in Arizona, he got shot in the knee. Yeah, halted his career. Doctor said he can never he'll, he'll never be able to box again. Better 
he won't even walk the same again. Mm-hmm. Yep. But with the Corazon he has, he was able to muster up and continued boxing. And a lot of people know him as the guy that we kind of criticized Crawford for because when we mentioned who's Crawford fought, they mentioned this guy. But we people forget to mention he was shot in the knee and was fighting one legged against Crawford and gave Crawford twelve the hard rounds. Yeah, <laughs> until Crawford decided to put him away. Yep, that's the guy that Danny Garcia is fighting. This is a I'm dipping my toes in this new division. Who can I fight that has a name? Will have the heart to give me a fight as for however long he can last or however long the ref wants it to last Mm -hmm. and will give me the opportunity to flex myself a little bit at 154 right now. Oh, I know. Let me give Jose Benavides a call. Hey, can you make the weight? Fuck it. Let's make it happen. Benavides has a a great jab. Awkward type of guy. Has had to readjust his style due to the fact that his right knee has been shot up. But the one thing I noticed in his uh, Francisco fight and the Crawford fight, gr- he's great at moving coming forward. Going back, he can't. Yeah. He has two left feet. Yeah. And that has to do with the fact that he got shot on the right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the fact that he's a front-footed fighter means he puts a lot of a lot of his pressure on the left foot to land these hard-hitting punches. Yep. Danny Garcia at 154. Isn't going to be, you know, moving around like he's fucking Floyd Mayweather or, or Manny Pacquiao. But you've seen when a when a Danny Garcia is, is healthy, well-conditioned, and against a fighter he knows he can get away with. Danny Garcia can float like a butterfly and sting he like a bee. bee. <laughs> the one fight that I saw his prowess of how he, the way he was just moving that night. He was on that night. Like, everything was running so smoothly for him was the Brandon Rios fight. Yeah. He was on his feet. He was hitting the jab, the right hand. He was slipping, dodging all these punches. And now people are like, well, he's fighting Brandon Rios, really? He was also fighting an in-shaped, I got nothing to lose Brandon Rios that night. Yeah. <laughs> like, Brandon could have beat anybody that night, but he lost that night against the better fighter. <laughs> I think that's the Danny we're going to get. I think you're going to get the Danny Garcia that knows that he has a one-legged fighter. That all he needs to do is hit the jab, offset this guy, reset mm-hmm. him again. I think Danny's going to fucking pepper this guy with left hooks, right hooks, body shots to the bo- about right, body shots to the left, body shots to the right. Wear down this guy. The one thing that never goes from a fighter is his power. And no one can deny that Danny Garcia got his power. Yes, yes, he he will drag his power to 154. He was he was knocking guys out 140. He was hurting cocksuckers at 147. <laughs> he's gonna take that power to 154. Different is it'll take him a little while to chop these guys down, but yeah. he's smart enough. He's a cagey veteran. He's a Philly fighter. He's tough. I have Danny Garcia winning by seventh round knockout. Wow. Okay. I think he puts him away. I think Benavides is a little bit sturdy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Benavides has heart. I think you, I think you're right in the sense of you know your prediction that's gonna end my knockout. I think you're giving Benavides a little bit of less credit. The fact that yes, it's yes he's been shot. Yes, you know he doesn't have the same talent, but the guy has heart. He was able to give Terence Crawford mm-hmm. a tough fight. Yeah, Crawford kept trying to literally close the show on this guy, and this guy would not let him close it. 
So finally, Crawford was able to finally go, no, we're putting the show down now. Yeah. I think seventh round knockout for me. I think you got fifth round knockout, mm-hmm. but either than that, I think Danny Garcia wins. And you're right. This is a fight to see what's next for him. What's next for him is he's already he's calling out Elisandi Lara. And I think he's doing that because he's done it twice now where he fights two guys before he starts challenging the big guys. Yeah. I'm going to put up Danny Garcia's record right now. So Danny Garcia fought Pauli Malinaj in his first fight at welterweight. Jose Benavides is Pauli Malinaj in this 154-pounder. Yeah. Yep. And then his second fight, he fought a war-down fighter who had fought back-to-back wars. Yeah. Had fought back-to-back fighters that I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy fought killers. Robert Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> beat him. Like, no one ever beat Guerrero the way that Garcia beat him. Oh, yeah. We all were like, oh, shit. Yep. But we also knew that Robert had been, Guerrero had been in a lot of wars prior mm-hmm. to that fight. So, you know, after a while, the wear and tear starts showing. Yeah, we yeah. saw it. After that, that's when he started fighting. And then. Well, he had three more fights, actually. He then fought Samuel Vargas, then he fought Thurman, and everyone else at 147. Danny and Angel Garcia are starting to strategically set up the next fight so they can legitimize themselves at 154 by challenging the former world champion himself and current WBA secondary middleweight champ, Ilis Landley Lara. They're trying to get Lara to come down to 154. It makes sense. The only other... The only other guy to beat Laura up was Gerald Hurd. Yep. And I think Brian Castaño. Castaño, yep. Gerald Hurd is okay. Gerald Hurd is a little bit kind of like in, in limbo. Yeah. But everyone's mind's going to be like, oh, shit. If this guy can do a better job than Brian Castaño, a lot of people are going to blow up. Oh, this guy's ready for 154. Yeah. His next fight is against Laura. That's not a La- bad fight. Laura needs, Laura needs the big fights. He's not going to get the big fights in middleweight. No. Charlo doesn't want to fuck with him. No. His his big fight is to come down to 154 and fight him. Or they fight at a catch weight where Danny could probably challenge for a middleweight belt. He could do that. <laughs> he could do that. He fights for a secondary middleweight belt. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's fight at Canelo weight at 155. <laughs> right. I'll challenge for the middleweight belt. I become a three-division champ by skipping one division, but I'll still stay at 154 because I still want that 154 belt. Yeah. Because he said, to be honest, Danny Garcia, he knows this is the twilight of his career now. Yeah, he's 34, I believe. Yeah. Danny knows this is the last chapter. Danny would like to close the show. is undisputed. I think he yeah. knows if if Charlo can get past Costa Zoo, the Tim Zoo, and I can, and if I can get past this Saturday night's fight, of course, which I am, yeah. and I can get Lar in the ring later down this year, I know next year I can get Charlo main event pay per view undisputed, and if I can beat him, I can finally then retire yeah. as a four division world champ, <laughs> undisputed one yeah. in the undisputed era of boxing. That's only if Charles continues to stay at one fifty four. If Charlo beats Tim Zoo. Like, I mean, he obliterates him. Yeah. Like, there's no problem. Like, he just gets rid of this guy. He'll stay one more. He'll stay for another fight against the But if he struggles against Tim Zhu, he'll probably be advised. Let's, I think it's time to move up. Yeah. But if he gets rid of Tim Zhu like that, no, no, no. They'll probably be like, dude, psh, you beat Tim Zhu. You'll be able to beat the small guy. You know? <laughs> let's, stay, let's stay for one more money fight yeah, yeah, yeah. before we move to middleweight yeah, and yeah. go take over that middleweight division. That. Yep. That's what's going to happen. 
all roads lead to fighting Jermaine Charlo. And this Saturday night is him, the campaign to Undisputed for him. Yeah. Because he has two ways to the Undisputed belt. Through Char- through Laura, or he waits for or he waits for Jermaine to beat Sue, and then he gets a fight next year. Yeah, but I think he wants to he wants to fight a bigger guy who's been in that division. So Laura makes the most logical yeah, sense. You beat sense. that guy because if you can beat Laura, you can probably compete against the top guys at 154, or not even that. You can possibly be, compete against Jermaine because Laura did train with the Charlos, so you he has the better understanding of. He's he's uh, tasted their power in sparring. Yeah. So if I can beat him, beat him up, the logic in his mind, I'm assuming, is then I can go ahead and challenge Jermel mm-hmm. for his belt and I can finally get my undisputed belt yeah. in the undisputed era. That's- and he even said he wants to fight Spence. The he only did, other way you get that Spence fight is if he gets the undisputed belt. He did. He did mention. He says, uh, I would definitely want to revisit. He goes to Spence fight at 154. We have history already. Once I start looking good at 154, there's going to be a lot of great fights for me, he goes. Dude, he can get that Thurman rematch. He could, actually. Like, to me, Danny knows. Danny's being smart here by moving up to 154. He's trying to start already, get a head start over Thurman, over Spence, over Crawford. Yeah. And the way he does that is by doing the plan that I'm thinking he's doing. Fight. The Benavides beat him, beat Laura, get Charlo in the ring, beat Charlo, become undisputed, and then get get a couple more pay per view fights under your belt, and then retire. Yep. Without all that money, which he doesn't need. He does. He's done great investments. Anybody he that's has. gone to Philly, you can tell he's reinvested a lot in the community. Yeah, he has. Yep. A lot of property he owns in Philadelphia and Miami has a lot of stuff going from. I think he knows is the last chapter. I'm gonna milk this as much as I can, mm-hmm. and this I would. This is the, the Danny Montana campaign. Yeah. That's what I got. Oh man, but yeah, that's your fight Saturday night. So we will not be able to watch it, but uh, we no. we do enjoy when you guys keep us up to date. Yeah, we're gonna be out this weekend as my wife's birthday is um, this Friday. Yep, I'm taking her out this week, taking her out tomorrow morning to uh, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, and then Saturday we do a little dinner on Buca de Pepe, Buca de Pepe, Buca de Pepe, Pipapiri Papiri Boo. We go there, <laughs> and then Sunday we cap it off with a nice evening in Moval. Nice, nice. So. I'm not going to be able to cover the fights. B-Ray won't be able to cover the fights, nah. but B-Ray will try to make sure he puts posts anything mm-hmm. for us on there. But ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the fucking uh, show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, signing on. Subs- also, thank you for uh, giving us a five-star ratings. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Give us a five-star ratings on yep. iTunes. Helps with the visibility. Keeps the lights on here. Um, I didn't get a chance to work this week on the JMB ray boxing shorts. Bet that should be coming out probably Monday afternoon. We're, uh, I already ordered myself the Rambling shorts. They look great. B-Race on them. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I can't wait to order the JMB Ray boxing shorts as well, too. They'll be available this uh, Monday afternoon for you guys to purchase. And just as a as a thank you to you guys, we still got that promo code RAMBLEGANG. You get $5 off anything mm-hmm. at the merch store. Yep. Anything in the merch store, $5 off. Enter promo code RAMBLEGANG. Don't forget to tune in to Ships out this Monday. Also, a new episode of Ram Knockaholics this weekend. And next week, we got an episode of uh, Geek In, Geek Out mm-hmm, yeah. with me and B-Ray. B-Ray, anything you want to add? Nah, man. Again, thank you. Thank you for listening for this episode. And hope to you know, do this again next week. Hopefully, right? Next yeah. week. Oh, hopefully, we should be doing it this week. The recap. The recap. Yep. But on that, guys, have a safe weekend. Thanks. Drink responsibly because I won't. Yeah. We'll be back next week. <laughs> Ladies, man. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.